Hey gang, it has been a little while since I've done a free template, standard operating procedure, download, whatever for you. And now that I've got an amazing content manager, Francesca, she is holding me accountable to my goal and getting me back on track and giving you more freebies. So let's make sure you stay until the end of the episode and I'll share with you how you can get your hands on this document so that you can take it and make it your own. One of the biggest challenges for any advisor is delegating things that feel hard. The things that feel like, you know, they require knowledge or experience or education. And that's the stuff that lives in our head based on years of experience. And it feels so daunting to explain it to somebody. And then gosh, if they mess it up, it could really impact the way that our clients perceive us, hold up business, create NIGOs, all the things. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through exactly how I gave away And I'm going to use the example of the task of calling another financial institution with the clients on the line and asking for all of the transferring account details, Uh, you know, all all the stuff, right? The, do we need a gold medallion signature guarantee, ink signature? Can we get M&E charges? Like all the, all the details. And I'm going to explain how we did it, how we documented it, and what process I used to pass that task off to my director of operations permanently without fear of anything falling through the cracks. These are the types of tasks that are holding you back from scaling and it makes sense, right? Those are the scary ones that you don't want to mess up. You know, what if your client has questions and your teammate can't answer them? What if the other institution asks a question and your teammate doesn't know what to say? I'm going to address that and so much more. All right, let's go. And look, I know you're here because you know it's possible to have energy left over for your family and still have your dream business. And you know what I'm talking about, the business that you are running instead of it running you. Yes and amen. If you're new to The Efficient Advisor, I'm Libby Griley, and I started from scratch, built and sold by age 37, a 100% referral-only planning practice that I grew to seven figures as a solo advisor, all while working just three days a week and taking off 14 weeks a year so that I could live a full life outside the office. I am here to walk alongside you and to show you how to do exactly the same and to help you take immediate action on the most important strategies for scaling, organizing, and creating less stress and overwhelm in your business. We are about to transform your practice, so move over exhaustion and get out of the way, Advisor ADD. It is time to take that one right next step to build a business and a life that you love. Okay, but before we get into the content, a couple of resources I want to make sure you are aware of. Okay, number one, one one-on-one coaching is back. I mean, I've been doing it all this time, but we just did a big capacity assessment. And the good thing is, is I'm not a forever coach, right? You hire me to help you build out systems and processes, and then you eventually get rid of me, which is wonderful, right? So we did an assessment, revamped my model week, and I have capacity to bring on four new one-on-one clients at about meeting once a month or once every three weeks. And at the time of this recording, it's now down to two. So there are two available spots. So if getting personalized help and developing processes or having someone analyze how you're doing, you know, your start to finish prospect to client process or your onboarding or whatever, you know that there are seven processes that I feel every practice has. So if this is your year to finally knock those out, systematize them, automate them, delegate them, let's do it. And I'm happy to help you finally get that off your to-do list. 
Okay, number two, if you are wanting to streamline the way that you deliver recommendations, my friends over at the Perfect Perfect RAA have created a masterclass for just that. I've got a special link for you with, I think, special pricing. (laughs) Either way, I love partnering with them because we are both literally in the same vein, right? We're dedicated to helping advisors do things better, faster, smarter, cheaper, or easier. So in this class, Matt and Micah walk you through their process for delivering advice that is very easy for clients to understand and very easy for clients to say yes to. It's obviously a lot more than that. So just check out the link below in the show notes if you are interested in learning more. Okay, so enough housekeeping. Let's just get into this deal and talk about the template that I've got for you. So I am going to reference two podcast episodes that I want you to listen to. They're Efficient Advisor podcasts. We're going to go back in the vault to number 44, which was all about onboarding and how important that first 100 days of your client experience really is for solidifying the relationship and creating a really enhanced client experience. But in that episode, I talk a lot about how you can add scale to your business by delegating the entire onboarding process. So I want you to go back and take a listen to that. So I'm not going to repeat you know, all the things here because I want to keep these as short and sweet as humanly possible for you, which is really difficult when you love talking. Um, and I'm also going to reference episode number 23. This is the episode where I gave you an actual step-by-step process and a free download. So this is like a twofer kind of, um, for the way that I recommend you learn how to delegate. So it's actually a process for delegation where you can build competency and confidence in the competency of your team. So that's the hardest part. Not only do we have to build the competency, but we have to be confident that our team is going to do it properly so that we can sleep at night and not worry about stuff falling through the cracks. Okay, so those two episodes, so after you listen to this, go back and listen to those and I'll link them in the show notes for you. They're going to really just kind of bring this episode full circle for you. Okay, so Michael Kitsis and I have kind of developed a friendship and we were talking, oh my gosh, well, we recorded an episode together that will be coming out soon, but we were talking, I don't know, probably three months ago now about kind of this idea of leverage versus scale and what is getting in the way of advisors really truly growing their practice. And we were talking about scale versus leverage. So I'll explain that kind of quickly. So scale, meaning like, okay, I want to 10X my 10X and I want to grow, grow, grow and keep hiring and keep expanding and build, you know, this 100 billion AUM firm with multiple advisors and diamond team structures and staff and all the things, right? And then there's this idea of leverage, which I would say is more along the lines of what I did, right? Where I didn't have a desire, especially when my kids were little, to grow, 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 grow. What I had a desire to do was to grow without affecting my workload, my mental load, my overwhelm. I wanted to really get to a place where I was working those three days a week and making a ton of money and still growing the practice and still continuing to add value to our clients' lives and increasing you know, all the output without necessarily um, adding additional team members and getting to a place like I knew that there's a ceiling at some point right, from a capacity level that I could handle. Now, of course, the business person in me is like, okay, well, you do this and you tweak that. And like, there's still ways to grow. But if you are a person who is 
just wanting a highly leveraged business, meaning you do, I don't want to say as little work as possible because that's not necessarily the goal, but you get really you know, honed in on what it is that you're doing, where you're adding the most value, you're doing the highest value activities, and you're growing your business without necessarily going bonkers on complexity. First of all, I just want to give you permission to do that because I get advisors calling all the time who you know, they're like, I just don't, you know, I don't really want to bring on other advisors and I don't want the stress and the headache, but I want the revenue and, and I don't really think like, how do I scale within those constraints or those confines? And I see this, almost this feeling guilty or this like, oh, like something is wrong with me as an entrepreneur if I don't have this desire to scale to the nth degree. So first of all, I just want to give you permission to do that. That's what I did. And I was very comfortable in that, that, you know, this is what I wanted to do with my business and this is how I wanted it to look. And yes, that meant I was never going to be, you know, a practice. Well, I shouldn't say it never meant to be right. You always have the ability to pivot and change. And I often thought, you know, maybe when my kids were grown or in high school that I would take that practice and expand it, um, and add other advisors and maybe, you know, step more and more into that CEO role and less and less into the advisor role, but obviously ended up selling the practice and, plans change, right? Life happens and here we are. So anyway, I say that just to give you a little permission to listen to this episode through a couple of different lenses. One, you can listen to it through the lens of like, I want to scale, 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 scale and grow this thing and blow it out of the water. Or you can listen to this episode through the lens of, okay, I want to scale as much as possible within my highly leveraged practice. So I want to leverage as much as possible. And there is kind of a slight nuance, you know, Michael and I were chatting about like, well, what's the difference? Well, there's just really this idea of understanding that leverage means you're just trying to, uh, keep it small, keep it tight and grow as much as possible. And know that there is at some point, some capacity levels versus scaling, which is like capacity less. Is that a word? I'm not sure it's a word. It is now. Okay. So with that being said, the key to, and I'm just going to use the word scale, like regardless of how you want to approach your business. Okay. Let's just, I'll get on board with that. So if you want to scale your practice in any way, shape or form, one of the key factors to doing so is delegation and being able to build competency in your team so that you can pass off tasks that require time and education and licensing and things that are, you know, that you've been doing for years and years and have built this skill set around, it's so hard to give those tasks away. So I, in our group coaching program, I teach, you know, when we talk about delegation, so we're going to get into a couple of things here. I want you to look at it first as this X, Y axis, right? We've got teachability. Okay. How teachable is something on the X axis, right? And then we've got your vertical Y axis and how templatable is it? So there's four quadrants, right? There are things that are highly teachable and highly templatable, right? That's that upper right-hand quadrant. That's the stuff that we can give us super easily. That's like the first step that we as business owners should be delegating stuff that's easy to teach, easy to template. Then you've got the stuff that's easy to template, a little bit harder to teach. You've got the stuff that's easy to teach, a little bit harder to template. And then you've got the stuff that's hard to template and hard to teach. So we want to give away the upper right-hand quadrant stuff, the easy teachable, easy templatable. And so today we're talking about this other quadrant of it's easy to template, but it feels difficult to teach. And that's where this delegation ladder that I've given you in episode number 23 
is really, really helpful. So we've all heard like, the, oh yeah, give away the $20 work. Okay. Yeah, sure. But how do you start to give away? Once you've done that, how do you start to give away this stuff that is more nuanced? So I'm going to give you an example from my own financial planning firm Yep, that I ran for 16 or whatever years. So to truly achieve this scale, or in my case, leverage, you know, I passed off the entire onboarding process. So once a client, you know, once they came in as a prospect, we went through our whole financial planning, you know, rigmarole, razzle dazzled them. And at the end we made our recommendations and they said, yes, of course, Libby, we want to work with you and your team. That's where I stepped out of the process and my director of operations stepped in and literally took it over from there. So obviously for years and years and years, I had been actually executing our full onboarding process with support from my team, right? They were doing applications. They were calling on NIGOs. They were taking care of the stuff behind the scenes. But when I fully gave that onboarding process to my director of operations, it freed up so much time and so much capacity for me and still was able to deliver to our clients at a really, really high client experience. In fact, when we kind of came back, when to ask our clients about what that looked and felt like, because of the way that we set that up during the planning process, it just made sense to them. And it never felt like, oh, well, we were working with Libby and like, what happened, right? They still knew that I was their advisor. I was still going to be doing their strategy sessions um, or some of you call them annual reviews. Like we were still going to be working together, but they knew that my role had nothing to do with getting them set up to work with us and getting the paperwork completed and getting the assets here or getting the insurance contracts underwritten, that that's where I stepped out. And you can listen to all the details around that in episode number 44. Okay. So in order to give away that entire process, I had to teach it and template it as much as possible for our director of operations. Okay. So one of, I'm just going to take, we're plucking an example here, and this is where the download is. So one of the parts of the onboarding process, right? And there were boatloads of them. So if you listen to that episode, and I believe that one has a downloadable template where it's got my, um, our actual onboarding process or an example onboarding process. But in our onboarding process, right, one of the things that we did is my director of operations, Lori, would hop on a call with the clients and they would call all of the financial institutions that we would potentially be transferring assets from to gather all the details, right? The uh, transfer requirements, do they need an ink signature? Do they accept a digital signature? Do they need a gold medallion signature guarantee? Does it need to be notarized? If it's a 401k, we needed to get them to send us the paperwork. Um, And we always did this call with our clients, right? Part of that concierge level experience was we never wanted our clients calling a financial financial institution to get this information by themselves for a couple of reasons. One, uh, financial institutions try to retain their assets, right? So they are going to be on the phone with our clients telling them why they need to keep their money there and why all of our recommendations are wrong, right? And we found that they tended to not do that nearly as aggressively when we were on the phone with our clients. The other thing that it did is it removed any friction. So we would often, like in the beginning, I'd be like, okay, call your 401k company, get the paperwork. And of course they'd call the 401k company and the 401k company would go, have you received the special tax notice? And even though I had coached the you know client, hey, when they ask you that question, say yes. Of course they would panic on the phone and be like, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to need to, you know, anything that got in the way or if the financial institution started asking our clients questions and they didn't know the answers to those questions, or we just didn't want anything to give them pause 
or a reason to hang up and then have to call us and for us to answer some questions, then for our clients to make time to call the 401k company back and hopefully not get any additional questions that they needed to reach out to. You know, the idea here is that we want to reduce friction. We want to make the process simple. We want to make it easy and we want to make it seamless because if our clients get frustrated or there's too many dang steps or it gets a little bit more challenging, that's when resistance starts to set in or like frustration or like, oh, you know, gosh, this is like not as easy as they made it sound. You know, we wanted that experience for our clients in that first 100 days to be oh my gosh, they have their stuff together. This is the most seamless experience. This is very different from any other experience that we've had previously working with financial advisors. And we want this to just feel so good for our clients that they made the right call in moving that money over. Right? So we want this part to go really well. And obviously this is just one like teeny tiny part of onboarding, right? But we have to teach each step in order to be able to fully give it away. So there are, and if you go back to episode number 23, there are five stages of delegation in the process that I have laid out for you. So there is basically to keep it super simple for this episode, level one is modeling, right? I do it and you watch me do these things over my shoulder. So this would be where Lori, as I did transfer calls, she would sit in on that meeting with everyone on speakerphone, and she would hear me do the whole process, right? And she would do this multiple times. And as I'm doing it, she is taking notes and creating a script of here's the questions that I asked, Here's the resistance that we got. Here's the questions the client asked. Here's the questions the financial institution asked, right? And she was documenting these things and creating a more robust version as we called many different institutions. So we maybe would call an annuity carrier and we'd call a 401k company and we'd call a brokerage house. And she would just document, 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 document every time she listened to me call. So she's building out this script basically. And so then level two, we move on, which is you do it and I watch over your shoulder. So that's kind of high level. So then we moved to her doing the phone call with the client to the financial institution with me sitting right there so that I could jump in and support her if she needed it, right? And as she did it, then we'd talk about it. We'd debrief afterwards. Gosh, that feels like such a formal word debrief, but like we just chat about it afterwards and be like, okay, next time I would do this and I wouldn't say that and I do it this way. And then the third level of delegation is you do it on your own and show it to me when it's ready for review. So this is like, for an example, like if you're teaching them how to fill out transfer forms, right? You're going to watch me do it. I'm going to explain it to you while I'm doing it. Then you do it and I'm going to watch you do it. And that way you can ask me any questions and I can support you. Okay. Now I want you to do it on your own and then show it to me when it's ready to review. And I can just kind of double check everything and make sure we're good. So in this case, it's a little bit different because it's not like filling out a form or something I can review, but I would then at level three, it would be, I'm just going to sit here and, and let you do the full phone call with the client. And I'm not going to say a peep. I'm just going to sit back and let you navigate all of the things that pop up. And then level four is you do it on your own and just report the results to me, right? So, okay, I did it on my own. 
here's what the financial institution said. Here's where I got tripped up. You know, it's still an opportunity to step in. So let's say it's a paperwork situation. Let's say you're doing asset transfer paperwork. Um, you know, that's really just, Hey, let them do the paperwork, submit it to the financial institution. You know, you've seen it enough times, right? So the idea is you do level one until you feel comfortable moving on to level two. Then you do level two several times until you feel comfortable moving on to level three. And then when you move on to level three, which is you do it on your own and then show it to me, right? If they're still making errors or mistakes, you keep staying in that level of delegation until you get error-free quite a few times. Now, obviously we're all human and there's going to be errors, but you know what I mean? Like if they're filling out transfer paperwork and you're reviewing it and there's error after error in the same you know, areas, then, okay, we're going to keep working on that until they get it error-free multiple times in a row. Then level four is they've done this error-free so many times now. I'm just going to let them fill out the paperwork, submit it to the company and tell me when it's done. So level four in this circumstance or this scenario would be call the financial institution, get all the things answered, do all of this stuff, and then just let me know that you did it. You know, update the status report, whatever. And then we move on to the fifth stage of delegation, which is you know, we went from you do it on your own and report the results to me to you just do it on your own and don't even bother telling me about it. Don't report. And if there's anything that pops up, I trust you to take care of it, handle it, etc. Unless of course, it's something that I certainly need to be brought in on. But the idea of delegating is that you eventually get to a point where you're not micromanaging your team and you trust them implicitly. And they've done it so many times error-free that they don't even really need to report each and every little detail to you, right? They don't need to say this step is complete and this step is complete. Now, obviously if you have task management software or something, you can get in and view that at any point, but we don't really need to have a conversation about it. Even in our weekly team meeting, they don't need to tell me, you know, all the details, what forms they filled out, who submitted what I'm just going to trust that they're doing it on their own and that they're going to bring me in if they need me. And that to me was like the ideal goal. Like I did not want to be micromanaging anybody, but you know, I still needed to get to that place where I felt completely comfortable with them doing it on their own and not having to report back to me. Right. So that's why this delegation situation, it is an intentional process, right? And as so as we did went through this process, you know, this five stages of delegation with the asset transfer disclosure, you know, it was or not disclosure, but asset transfer conversation. It's really that easy, right? And it just takes time, energy, and intention, but the investment is totally worth it. So in this example, you know, if you were to offer a client an investment for $10, right? They just had to put $10 in and you know that you would get $10, they would definitely get $10 back very soon. And then maybe another $10 back in four months. And then maybe next year they'd get like $100 back. Would you recommend it? Well, yeah, of course you would, right? So think of that $10, like 10 hours of your time. So you can invest 10 hours of your time doing these asset transfers, letting them observe you, you observing them, going through the document that they're creating, the standard operating procedure, the script, the checklist, whatever it is for whatever it is that you're delegating to literally save you 10 hours later and then another 10 hours and then hundreds of hours over the next several years. And, you know, I'll tell you this, that that investment was totally worth it. There was never a day where I was sitting in my office thinking, oh, you know, dang, I sure miss making those phone calls and sitting on hold with the clients and getting details of sub-account costs and M&E charges. Not once. So I want you to take a look at the example download that I'm giving to you. 
So this is the script, the process that my director of operations created over time, documenting my calls that she observed, the calls from her own experience. And then we kept it as a living, breathing document, right? So all of your processes are living, breathing documents that need to be updated as rules change as we run into new things with new financial institutions that we've never worked with before and we get new questions or new uh, you know, methods of conserving business that we haven't run into or experienced. So you need to be updating them on an ongoing basis. But I want you to have this example. So A, if this is something you haven't delegated yet, you've got something to work from. And of course, modify it, take it, make it your own. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a make it and take it person or make really a make it, you take it and then make it your own. So make it, take it, make it, make it, take it, make it person. So take it and make it your own, update it to serve the needs that your business has and start training somebody on a little step like this tomorrow. So it doesn't have to be asset transfer, um, you know, phone calls, but something in your process that feels like, oof, this lives in that quadrant of, gosh, I could template it, but it feels really hard to teach. And then go back and listen to that onboarding episode number 44 and look for, are there things that you're doing right now that you could be training somebody else to take off your, your plate? The things that feel like you need experience. And the beautiful part about calling other companies is you didn't need a license to do that. So while my person was licensed, you don't necessarily need a licensed individual to make those joint phone calls to another institution. So, I mean, double check with your compliance department on that, but we did not need that. Um, so this is just something I want to give to you. Use it as an example. Take it, use it as a example for other parts of your process that you're wanting to delegate away. But don't limit delegation to just those $20 an hour type activities. I want you to think you know, a little bit bigger and give yourself some credit that you figured this out, you learned it somehow, and you are smart enough to teach it to somebody else. And you are not the only person that is capable of making something like these phone calls. And like I said, we ultimately offloaded our entire onboarding process to another person. And it was just such a game changer for me. It really freed up so much time, so much energy. And frankly, I didn't even like doing that type of work. So it kept me in my sweet spot doing the kind of work that I enjoyed. I hope you found this episode helpful and just kind of, again, revisiting the idea of delegating things that feel a little bit harder. This is what will free you up to just have so much more time and less, you know, of those types of tasks that you feel like you have to do that you're responsible for that are on your calendar that you're following up on and being able to fully release them to somebody else so that you can enjoy other activities that bring you more happiness or just frankly doing something else with your time. It could be taking a bath. It could be reading a book. It could be playing with your kids. You do you, boo-boo. I don't care. Um, But I hope it's just a example of how easy it can be, right? You still have to put intention into it, but the investment's totally worth it and it's so much easier than you think. So take a look at that example download. If there's anything else I can do for you guys, please don't hesitate to ask and I will talk to you soon. And as you know, I hang out in the Efficient Advisor community over on Facebook and you can connect with me over on LinkedIn. Those are the two places that I hang out online. Oh, and we actually hang out. So now that Francesca is here, we actually put some content out on Instagram. So at Efficient Advisor, if you want to hang out on Instagram as well. 
And if you want more information about one-on-one coaching or the masterclass from the Perfect RIA on one-page financial plans, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below. Thanks so much and hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week.